0: Welcome to episode 232 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. And this week, we've got Don Jameson on this podcast.
1: Quite an honor.
0: We now have two-thirds of That Metal Show on this podcast. Yes, we have.
1: Jim Florentine, we're coming for you, buddy.
0: That's right. You know what I thought of, like, literally whenever, after we recorded the last podcast? Okay. That, like... This is going to be totally irrelevant now because it's lost all its greatness that if I had said it on that episode. Yeah. But, you know, like we were gone for like, what, four, almost five weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. We were gone so long that a Tool album was released while we were gone. Yeah. And I'm like, that would have been funny as fuck if I'd said that last week, right? Or earlier this week. How so? What do you mean? I don't... I'm just saying. Yeah. Our hiatus was so long that Tool put out an album. Oh, wow. Okay. Jesus Christ Because it had been what Almost yeah. 14 years yeah, since I'm an airhead Fuck okay. me
1: Well it's just a You know the uh, Tool doesn't come up On my radar very much So Sorry They used to They used to I admit <laughs> And there's nothing wrong With that Tool's a great band It's just Should sure. we go on a
0: tangent Real quick We both listen we, to this album We always do yeah. We can go on a tangent Like a real where The fuck we want A real early tangent here <laughs> the, Hey I listened to this album In its entirety When I was in Colorado with Sean Rust, shout out to him. We sat down in a tent and listened to this album because we were working in the campground at Seven Peaks Music Festival. Yeah. And it was, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked it. And I know that there's a lot of people that are like tools and all those bands and people are one way or the other about especially lately. Yeah. You know, the hate's come out in full force, but like, I used to really hate this band back in the day. Mm -hmm. Then I kind of became indifferent towards them. Yeah. And then now hearing this new stuff, it's, I don't know, you know, it got me more excited about Tool than I've ever been before, but it's not saying I'm, like, super excited about it, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, well, my, you know, my thing is, is, uh, I, you know me, you know, when the first few albums, I was on board, I was really excited about them, and I don't even know why, but I just, I don't know, it just dropped off for me. I just got off the train, as some would say. Right. I just, it just, I don't know, or, you know. I really don't because they don't suck they're actually a great band it's just I I don't know I I think I think the older I get my tastes become more basic in a way you know not as cerebral I don't know you know right but there was so much you know and that sounds stupid because it's been 13 years and I've done anything new so for me to say you know as I get older you know (laughs) but you know whatever Um, and I, I I really don't, for me, I don't appreciate their live show. You know, I've never, I haven't seen it since Ozfest in 98, but from all accounts, you can barely see them. There's so much other shit going on, which I get you want to put on a show, but when you can't even see them and Maynard's away in the back, I think you're taking, I think you're stealing money from the fans. So that was just another reason why I was like, yeah, whatever, fuck them. But this record, I think, was really cool in a way. Um, you know, uh, Melissa and I sat down and listened to it. And it's, you know, it's got great performances. Um, I'm not going to say that about Chocolate Chip Trip. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that was fucking cool. That was um, just basically a drum solo, right? Yeah, well, I don't know, man. With some other know. shit going on. Uh, you know, and also... You, you, know, every, fucking you know how fucked we are? You know how old we're getting? You know how much time has passed? When you, the drummer for Tool is almost 60 years old.
0: He's really that old. Let that sink in. Buddy.
1: Danny Carey is really, yes, like almost 58. 60, I didn't know. Anything. I looked it up. Wow. Let that sink in, bro. <laughs> We're moving on up that ladder, buddy. Well, so, speaking up. anyways, well, hold on. Okay. So I'm not done. God damn it. So, so it's just like we listen to one song. Cool. Another one starts. That one's a little longer. Next thing you know, you get to an album, and the goddamn songs are sixteen minutes long. It's <laughs> insane. But it's the one, the one fucking, the, no, the <laughs> one fucking song. Uh, I can't ever remember the title. The last
0: song, Tempest. It's fucking great.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So definitely good on Tool, and you know, so many people love them, and some very happy for their fans and you know they're they're killing it they're number one everywhere and
0: when you can have a rock band have your rock band doing that i love it you know i was talking to mike Thrasher about it when we were at kaboo and he said he he said he didn't really like love it that much you know and he's always been a pretty big tool fan and but he said he thought the album was basically like an hour and 15 minute long intro to get to tempest <laughs> I, I get that in a way. He's right. I I
1: understand that. But not another songs like you know descending, what? He, and what, the and, other couple
0: songs are fucking good,
1: you know. And Thrasher is totally has every right to say that because he's been a very big fan of them, right? For as long as you know, we should have him on to talk about this record, or if I can talk about Tool or something. Yeah, you know, we should do that. Maybe not nine inch nails, because I don't know that. I'd, well, that would be at least I could
0: be on more board, more on board with that because I could talk more I about can, it.
1: I couldn't I be on board of that at all.
0: That's hurtful to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like what you said about it being number one, that's like a great thing. It is a very great thing. You know, for it to, you know, for something like that to happen in this day and age to sell enough albums to knock Taylor Swift off the number one spot is Definitely. huge. No matter who it is, Slipknot didn't even do that, right? Did they? I don't debut, think so or did they I mean, debut? Slipknot they might have debuted at number one. And then Slipknot went number one.
1: Okay. So but, number I line, think but I don't think... It didn't line up to where they could knock off Taylor Swift or whatever. Well, yeah, I know that. But I, I meant like... But I couldn't I remember
0: know. if that album dropped to number one or not. But there's only a few bands out there like those two and Metallica and mm. maybe a couple other ones that really can do that anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, by the way, we should mention oh, yeah. our sponsors. Shit. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's not the worst thing to mention the sponsors four minutes into the episode. But no. Like, it's all good, good. We needed to talk about Tool because it's a relevant topic in this day and age of rock and roll, right? Exactly. But we are sponsored every week by Med Farm and DEB Concerts. MedFarm is located right in Broken Arrow, not far from where I live. They're off Highway 51 at 24683 East Highway 51, just about a quarter mile east of Oneida Road. Can't miss them. They've got banners out there, and they've got a big sign. Stop in there. Check out their wide selection. They've always got specials going on. They're always doing discounts, and one of those discounts happens to be us. If you mention Thunder Underground, tell them you heard about them. On the podcast, they will give you 10% off your order. They're always running specials on other stuff, so if you follow them on Facebook, you you can find out about all that. They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 to 1. If you need to get your medical card as well. So get in there and check them out. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. That's at MedFarmOK on Instagram. And their website is MedFarmOK.com. And farm is P-H-A-R-M. And 30% of their proceeds are going to help build no-kill animal shelters in the Oklahoma area. Which is a huge thing. That is amazing. Yes. So big shout out to them for that. Rescue your animals. That's right. I did mine. Yeah. They're always, (laughs) if you follow them on Facebook, that's another thing. They're always posting dogs that are up for adoption as well. So. Exactly. Give them a like and a follow. Tell them we sent you. DEB Concerts is a concert promoter based here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they are always bringing some kick-ass rock bands to the ideal ballroom. And we are happy to have had many of those bands on this podcast and have seen a good majority of these bands. Of course. Tom Kiefer has been there. Sebastian Bach, Jack Russell's great white, Lita Ford, Saxon, junkyard, LA guns, Warren, firehouse, a huge long list. And the list keeps growing coming up here on October 19th. They've got last in line coming to Tulsa. If you're not familiar with Last In Line, look them up. It's two of the original members of Dio. They play some of the Dio songs, and they've also got three albums worth of amazing original music now as well. And they've also going to have Fist of Rage opening up that show. Can't wait. Yeah, so hit up Fist of Rage to get discount tickets beforehand. And check this show out. It's going to be amazing. Vivian Campbell from Last in Line, and of course from Def Leopard, has been on this podcast recently, so check that out. And then November 22nd, no, no, is it November 23rd? November 23rd. That's right. November 23rd, Vixen will be at the Ideal Barroom along with The Iron Maidens and Down for Five. The Iron Maidens are an all-female Iron Maiden tribute band. Vixen, of course, you remember from the 80s. And Down for Five is a Tulsa area band that kicks ass so hit up Down for Five for your discount tickets ahead of time as well. No matter, even if you're not in a Tulsa area, Down for Five and Fist Rage and all these bands, you can hit them up PayPal. They'll send you the tickets as well. It's a good way to save some money and to help them out as well. So check those out and follow DEB Concerts. Get on Facebook, look up Streets Gone Wild, follow that page, get all the updates, follow them on Twitter, tell them we sent you... And a huge thanks to them for sponsoring this podcast. Definitely. And I'll also mention Eddie Trunk will be hosting both those shows. Of course. And they're both, of course, at the Ideal Bar. Hell yes. All right. Before we get into the rest of this, let's play you some music.
1: Definitely. I'm excited about this one. Yes. This song is a killer.
0: This is. So before we talk about it, let's just play it for you. This is a brand new song from Void Vader called Monster. from void vader that's a brand new song that's going to be on the re-release of their stranded album the stranded ep came out earlier this year with six tracks they have remastered and remixed this thing and it's going to be re-released by ripple music as a full-length lp with a couple new songs including that song you just heard on november 22nd you can get this thing as a vinyl as a cd as a digipack and of course, you can download and stream as well, everywhere that you can do that. And hey, maybe even a cassette for you. Oh my God, i love a cassette. <laughs> that would be amazing. We to hit up Eric Kluber and ask him if there's going to be a
1: cassette. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll make one just for me. <laughs> that that doesn't make any sense. I would love the vinyl, though. I will order a vinyl for sure. This is a great song. Uh, it's a kick in the dick. I mean, <laughs> just right out of the gate. Um, uh, the thing that stuck out to me... I mean, I love the whole song. Don't get me wrong. The thing that stuck out to me was a little breakdown right before it gets into the solo. I thought that was super rad. Yeah. Really dubbed the song. Yeah.
0: These, these guys can't do anything wrong. Yeah. In I fact, am. I think Eric Kluver can't do anything wrong because all his bands that we've played on this podcast have always been great. That's right. And Void Vader.
1: We, is- we got to see them, him in person. We've gotten close. I yeah, they've it,
0: come to Oklahoma City a couple of times the in the one past time, year and a half.
1: I think it's like I was sick as fuck, or you were sick as fuck, or it was super cold or something. I can't
0: fucking remember. You so, were you
1: were really sick the last time yeah. we were going to try to go to the yeah. city, but
0: yeah, it was. But we're going to make it happen eventually. Yes. So yeah, like like I said, you can hear oh, the full no. Stranded EP right now. It's on all the streaming outlets like Spotify and everything. Monster, I think, has been re- has been released on there. And then this re-release of Stranded with a couple new songs will come out November 22nd. So give Void Vader a follow. Give him a like on all the socials so you don't miss this. And speaking of Eric Kluber, he's been on this podcast twice. twice. Yeah, right. and both those are very cool. So go back and look those up. All right. Is there... Anything we need to talk about before we talk about Zach Sabbath and Don Jameson? I think we need to just get into it. All right. Yeah. Zach Sabbath came to the Cane's Ballroom back towards the end of August. And I was not there, but you were. Yes, sir. I have uh, seen Zach Sabbath twice now. And it's a fantastic fucking show. Mm-hmm. Well, three times if you count Zach Wild at Generation X. But I'm not going to get into yeah. that rant again. I mean, this <laughs> it is just Zach Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. My whole rant about that was, I'm like, we've got Zach Sabbath. That's what that's meant for. You don't need to do that at the G3. I'm calling it G3 at Generation X. But anyway, (laughs) Zach Sabbath is a fucking master of the guitar. And, of course, he already sounds kind of like Ozzy anyway when he Mm -hmm. sings the heavy metal stuff. So this is like a no-brainer for him to do, and it's a really cool idea. And I remember when it first happened, we talked about it and thought, this is going to be something he does a few times in California. We're never going to get to see that. Yeah. And then now it's like a full blown thing. Yeah. He's exactly. doing headline tours and everywhere. And they came here with our guest of honor, Don Jameson, doing the opening act. So, how was it? Well, it was great. You know, I saw
1: Zach Sabbath at Rocklahoma a couple of years ago, uh, and they got cut by the storms. Right. They got about
0: twenty five minutes into their set, yeah. I think.
1: But it was one of those things kinda like the anthrax set the year before, I think, where it's like it was just so spot on and so intense. Uh, you know. Anyways, but this was this was next level. I mean, they played National Acrobat for fuck's sake. Um Snowblind. Yeah. Um Yeah, I saw that set list. Jesus Christ. I, I should I should have brought up the set list. I'm slipping. they, they did Deep cut after deep cut, super nod, super nod. Yeah, exactly. It was such a treat. It was such a treat. He went out in the crowd like three fucking times. You know, it was just insane. You know, the guy's like a machine. You know, he doesn't. I I don't know. I mean, you know, the guy's fifty. He just doesn't stop, or however the fuck old he is. And 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 there's and it's flawless. There's no mistakes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's like you just go and you do it. There's, it's like you don't think about it. You just barrel through and it happens. It's just second nature to do. Yeah, (laughs) and it's it's fast, it's accurate, and it's always on the fucking point. And this is no different. And it was just if Zach Sabbath comes to your town, you got to go see it. The I mean, the set list alone is just... It's shit that Sabbath never did or <laughs> did rarely. Yeah. A lot of it is. So, you know, you can take solace in that. You know? right. I mean, it's just... It, it's it's fucking
0: great. Yeah, I remember whenever I saw him open for Clutch a couple of years ago, he played... Or they played Super Knot at that on that set. And that was a shorter set. And I was like... That blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That was always one of my favorite Sabbath songs. Yeah. So that was fucking cool. And... You know he's got a great trio, of two other guys in this band that yeah. really round it out and 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 do these songs definite justice. Yeah.
1: Uh, tomorrow's dream.
0: Oh right. Fuck, dude! <laughs> I almost had tomorrow's world wanting some ugly kid do a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Zach Wilde would do a Minister Sobriety. He would. He could do a My God. Ugly Kid Joe cover band called Minister Sobriety. Yeah, it, it, it would be amazing. It would. I, as much as I love Zach Wild he's been my top five artists and musicians of all time. He couldn't pull off Whitfield Crane. He can pull off Ozzy, but he could yeah. not. Sorry to anyone out there, but that's <laughs> a fucking
2: fact.
1: Now, okay. that is just another tangent. That's a tangent <laughs> for <laughs> right. hell. Okay. Tangent
0: as fuck. All right. So, let's talk about Don Jameson. I got the opportunity to see him when he opened for Faster Pussycat mm-hmm. at the Ideal Barroom, which was a DEV concert, by the way. Yeah. shameless plug for our sponsor nice and that was what probably early last year sometime and it's really cool because i mean i, I knew because i'd seen some of the stuff on youtube as well that he and his comedy set when he's doing the rock shows like that obviously he tailors it to that audience which is already mm-hmm. his audience is already that audience anyway but i mean yeah. he, he tailors the jokes to the the rock and metal world yeah so i assume at the savage, Zach savage shows the same way right definitely um he you know he, he knows who he's
1: he know who he's standing in front of and he, he definitely he definitely has the rock jokes you know he he has the metal stories and uh, that's what you get when, when you see him open for these bands and um, you know Don, he's open for Pop Evil, for Anvil.
0: Oh, I didn't know that he opened for Pop Evil. Yeah,
1: he's he's on a thing now with Nashville Pussy. That's right. Um, And he's doing this Zach Sabbath thing, and he's done Faster Pussycat. And I think it's a really cool niche he's carving out. Excuse (laughs) me. So, I mean, and, and he has the right act for this, and people
0: love him, and he gets people laughing. And the thing is, yeah. Besides just the act he has the cred because everybody already loved him from yes that metal, show. Does that metal show yeah.
1: and so he, he gets everyone good and greased up for the show he really does yeah and and, and he was um, it was a great guy to talk to um, uh, you know I will say at full disclosure this is the first time I've ever done anything like this by myself that's right and I was pretty nervous not gonna lie and uh, you know he was great it didn't matter um, I, I I I'd had my notes ready and everything, and for just some fucking reason, probably in just my, you know, of it all, you know, I totally forgot to ask him about that Jameson show on Compound Media. Oh, right. um, Go look that up on YouTube, on the internet, and he, he's got a show that is a lot like that metal show. It's just like a web series, and he's got guests every week, and um, you need to check that out, so... Um, I have to give that a plug since I just totally zoned out on mentioning it to him and asking him about it. Um, But we talk about, you know, constructing jokes. uh, We talk about, you know, the different crowds he has to play to and just, you know, uh, just talk about bands. So it was a really cool
0: discussion. All right. Well, let's get into it. All right. Here's Don Jameson.
3: You rolling yeah yeah I look just, at you you're like you know you're sneaking up on, on me you spot. stealth you stealth me jason you stealth me let's see if i you know i'll just play it cool see if i right. get him to okay. shit talk zach wilde a little bit no um, no he doesn't no. know where you he might be in the next room huh? <laughs> dude honestly man yeah, you can't have fun on this tour mm-hmm. it's ridiculous i mean i'm going up telling 30 minutes of sex drugs and rock and roll jokes yeah. and then zach and the boys go up and they play the two hours of the greatest songs ever written it, you know, it yeah. writes itself. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, I guess the obvious question, you know, how is these rock tours the the mindset and the preparation as opposed to just you know your normal stand up or just in a comedy club?
3: You know? Yeah, right. Well, the the comedy club, yeah, of course, is like people are seated, they've had a reasonable amount of drinks, they mm-hmm. know they know it's going to be a comedy show, and on this, I just look, I just ask, hey, do me a favor. Just put me in the advertising so people know, like it's going to be something a little different, yeah. you know. So if you see the posters here, it, you know it'll say something about you know me doing comedy and and uh, that way if people want to come in and check it out. They're welcome to, man. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, just like another opening band, yeah. they could say, nah, we'll wait till the headliner goes on. Some people are like that, and that's cool. But man, I will tell you, people dig it, man. It seems yeah. to work really well. But I target the material to the audience. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And is there any To get even more specific on that, uh, is there like, um, you know, as opposed to Pop Evil or Anvil or Faster Pussycat, is there is there a kind of a difference or, a you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. With the with the specific bands? Definitely. Because, you know, I wrote a whole bunch of jokes about Zach and, you know, some jokes about Black Sabbath, you know, to to kind of cater to this tour a little bit more. Mm Um, you know, and I'll do, you'll hear me, I'll talk about Faster Pussycat out there tonight and stuff, and the, some of the other bands that I've toured with, but yeah, you know, I try to come and bring some new material, um, that's kind of specific to the tour. I mean, everybody in that room it loves Black Sabbath, so, yeah. you know, you, there's not a reference you c- can't make that people aren't going to understand.
1: <laughs> you gotta get a captive audience.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you know, the, yeah. and then the Zach Sabbath set list is all deep tracks, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no hits in there, so it's, awesome. you know, it's for the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah.
1: I have not looked up the set list just on purpose. I want not be surprised.
3: Yeah, no, up. I know. And then nowadays, we're so tempted to because mm-hmm. you could just go look it up. But it's, uh I, you know what? This is one of those set lists where it's like even if you do look it up, you're going to be like twice a sight. <laughs> nice.
1: Well, um, <clears throat> it, you know, Faster Pussycat alone must have given you like an hour's <laughs> worth of material. But I don't know. I mean, how that payment, sober now, so maybe not.
3: Yeah, no, but that's, it's better that way, you know, <laughs> yeah. for him, you know, yeah. he's definitely doing, you know, really well. He's happy. He's singing great. You know, there, there's, but there's still plenty of material yeah. always. Anytime you're on a bus with 11 or 12 people, there's comedy. You know, yeah. it just, you know, there's just no way around it. You know, right. you're in these tight quarters for a month or two months and, uh, yeah, but those guys, they were the first ones that really take me out on a, a full tour. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those those are my boys, and, and that's where it all started for me. So, uh, yeah, those guys are amazing and, and hilarious. And so they're all characters, you yeah. know. I've known Tammy for years. I'm glad he's doing great. And hopefully, you know, we took this summer off from touring. Hopefully, we'll do it again next summer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um,. Is that kind of like a, a, a market you like the corner, or is there more room for comedians to open these rock shows?
3: Oh, dude, think? I want, you know, that's yeah. to me, that's the whole idea of doing yeah. it. Like you mentioned, Pop Evil, when I was out with them in January and February, Jim Brewer was out with Metallica at the yeah. same time, and Larry the Cable Guy was out opening for Sticks, which is. I like, did not. <laughs> totally nuts, I did not right? You not know that, yeah. you know, That's a party. <laughs> I'd, I'd go see that, you know, Mr. Roboto and Get Her Done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's. You know, comics are experimenting more with doing mm-hmm. it, and the audiences are more accepting of it. So, yeah, you know, my buddy Dean Del Rey out of Los Angeles, he opened for Alice in Chains for a bit. My buddy Craig Gass opens for bands. So there's uh, there's a small handful of us who do it. Florentine does it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I just think it's a perfect combination for me because it's the music that I love, yeah. you know. I've been a fan of Zach since before 87 when he joined Ozzy. You know, he was a Jersey... Guy, he was you know the hotshot guitar player in New Jersey when we were coming up, you know, and here we are years later, and you know we're touring together. Yeah, that's great, like a full circle kind of thing.
1: Um, you know, shifting to stand up for a minute. When do you know an idea is ready for the stage, and then when do you work it out to the point where okay, this has to be, you know, in the set for sure. that that kind of formation
3: yeah i well i you know i think you just got to go with your instinct and Mm. go you know this to me this is funny on paper (laughs) and then and then as soon as you start saying it on stage for the first time when you get about three words in you'll you'll know all right this is gonna tank you know (laughs) i'm gonna have to work on this one but you know you try to bully through it um yeah, I try to give things at least, you know, like three or four shots mm. before I I give up on it. Yeah. You know, I try to write a lot of material, so, you know, I'm not going to hang on to something for too long. But usually it's the stuff that usually right away gets the laughs. Yeah. I go, okay, good. I have something solid here, and now I can build off of that. Um, but there's some things that I'm just like, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. You know, F the audience. <laughs> I'm going to make this bit work, <laughs> you know. So... You know, I'm just out of stubbornness. I'll stick with something for a while.
1: So, so that's the way, you know, it definitely works if they're laughing off the bat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so it's just like, you you know, you write it on the paper and then you, it takes a few times just saying it out loud. Like a band gets to practice Mm -hmm. somewhere, right? Yeah. They have a rehearsal studio. They have someone's garage, wherever it is. You know, I don't have that. My practice is when I get on stage. That's, you know, I, you know, I can't stand in front of my mirror with, with my hairbrush. Yeah. And you know, and talking to the brush yeah. and pretend I'm in a comedy club because I'm not getting any feedback from the mirror or the lamp or the you chair in the world. You have a gauge. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you just go out, like I said, man, you just go out and you, you you give it a shot and try to squeeze it between two things that, you know, works.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. That way, if it's with the bombs, you can go, but anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like
1: a, a, a band doing a new song. Right. You know, uh, making that sticking breadline in between right. She Wolf and. God, I don't know. Holy Wars. Yeah, Holy
3: Wars. And it's like, okay, you know, well, it's forgiven. Yeah, yeah, You know, because if you follow up Breadline with Holy Wars, it's like, okay.
1: Well, well, I mean, that happened when they came to Brady Theater in the 90s. They did Breadline, and it was just dead. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they didn't even... Wait for a pause. They went right into She Wolf and everybody comes back up again. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's, that's I right. actually, I actually dig that song. I, yeah, I get it. And I you, do too, man. I do too. And a <laughs> lot, you know, it's funny with bands because I, I, you know, I see it more and more. It's like, I, you know, fans want to hear deep cuts and stuff like that, but then you just play them and then people, you know, leave and go get a beer yeah. or they, or they just stand there and go, wait, what is this? Huh? Is it, you know, so that's the tricky part, you know, right. um, you know, there's certain bands they have to do the hits, of course. Um, and then there's certain bands that they play whatever they want to, and that's cool.
1: Well, um, you know, Trunk, does, he does a lot of cruises. Was there ever any idea of like a that metal cruise? Or, or is that kind of covered by maybe Monsters Rock, you think?
3: Well, I mean, we oh. talked about it at one point, but you know, we we're on VH1 Classic, bro. You yeah, know, yeah, we were, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean <laughs> like, you, you know, um that that budget was you know pretty tight you know which you know the good thing about being on a small network with a with a small budget is that they repeated the show over and over and over again so eventually people would see you on tv just flipping through but the downside is yeah we couldn't do that metal festival we couldn't do that metal cruise you know there just wasn't the staff for it but uh yeah we have a blast on monsters of rock cruise i'm going to do the Megadeth cruise this year too nice. so yeah those are so much fun i the last one, the last time I did monsters, I went in to to, to get my paycheck, which I feel actually bad taking their money because it's so it's so great. And the guy's like, uh, "Did you have fun on this cruise?" And I go, "Larry, I always have fun. This is the funnest time of the year." He's like, "No, I'm just concerned because like you made every one of your assignments, and I was just worried you weren't having enough fun, you know, <laughs> like you know that I should be out partying a yeah. little harder because yeah. you know." And missing some of my assignments, I go, no, man, you know, I'm a pro, man. You you give me something to do, I'll go do it. And you know, if uh, you know the head's you know a little sore, you know, I'll power through it. man you professional, go. you're
1: a pro. Well, um, how how tiring does or maybe it doesn't get tiring at all. Um, the constant when's that metal show coming back or never or hey do it on this like it's that easy
3: yeah look i look i can't expect (laughs) we can't expect people to understand that it's not easy to just put somewhere else but it it is it's look what it always comes down to is what money Mm -hmm. you know if you put it on youtube you still have to rent a studio you still have to hire a staff a director cameraman and all that stuff so and book guests and fly them in so it's always about money Um, but no, as far as people asking do, it's, we're grateful that people, you know, have such a passion for the show still, you know, we've been off three years now and people still, you know, want to know the same thing. When's it coming back? Is it going to come back? Can you guys do it again? And I'll talk, I talk about it on stage, but, um. Yeah, you know, we're still three best friends, man. If, you know, if someone comes along and wants to do it, that's the right place, man. We'll, we'll you know, we'll do it in a second. So, Absolutely. you know, but no, I, you know, ten years ago, nobody was looking for me. So, <laughs> you know, to have any fans and to have fans, you know, we're metalheads. We're we're passionate about the things that we love. Mm-hmm. You know, and you never want to let those things go. You know, you hold on, we hold on to our bands and our musicians and our albums that we love, like, for dear life, you know? That's so right. so that's the same, you know, passion that people have had for that metal show. So if it's not us, I hope it's somebody else. Maybe yeah. it's you and your two buddies or whoever, you yeah. know? But, but let's not wait, like, between Headbangers Ball and that metal show was, like, 20 years or something, or exactly. 15 years, like... Let's not have that much time again before we can help promote these bands.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, when that metal show came along, it's just it was just ate up so hard because we didn't have anything yeah. for so long. That's and it was great.
3: And That's what I, t- I told the guys. I go, listen, you know, if the show, if we can make the show successful, hopefully it will spawn other shows. And mm-hmm. you know, so we got to make this show as good as it can be because if you know we end up having competition, you know, we still want to be the best one out there. Yeah um so that's what we always strive to do man we're just like you know the the best thing you could do to to make the show good is just let's just be ourselves just like we're sitting on some road cases backstage just like what you and i are doing right now and just be passionate about it and have fun and make it a hang it's not an interview show it's just a hang with, with with your favorite rock star and you know and we'll have fun with it you know and that's i think people you know they clung on to that you know we weren't posers you know we're not posers you know Definitely. this is this is what we have a passion for and you know for my whole life mixing comedy with rock was always my dream you know at some point so you know i've been living it which is great and now the touring man has been killer
1: yeah yeah well, well speaking of you know passion or metal heads a lot of these guys are getting a little older and i mean who do you think are the next headliners
3: well look man right now there's there's it's, you know, we're on the verge of a rock revolution, you know. Yeah. Um, Greta Van Fleet opened up a lane and everyone's jumping into it, man. And, yeah. and from all different angles, not just 70s influence sound like, like they are, obviously very Led Zeppelin, you know. But there's other bands that are similar to them. Uh, them Evils um, out of Orange County, California, who are a great young rock band and you got the guys who are doing more thrash stuff like uh, Archer Nation and um, Alien Weaponry and Power Trip and you got you know you got the alternative metal bands like Fever 333 and Code Orange so there's right right now there's just like this huge lane that all these rock bands are driving down and you know going back to what you asked before like that metal show man now would be the time to bring it back because man the scene's super healthy man You know, Crowbot King. I mean, you know, there's there's a ton of bands out there kicking it,
1: man. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to cover that you could have covered, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, in you know, Greta Van Fleet. Say what you want, because I'm not the biggest, but they did open that lane, like you said.
3: That's exactly yeah. it. You got to, you know, and and you know, people complain about them sounding like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, you know, I, you know, I don't think maybe the songs are quite there yet, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm excited to see where these guys go. Um, and I'm obviously excited for what they've done for the scene. Um, but the thing is, you know, like, you know, where did Led Zeppelin's first two albums come from? They copied the stuff from
2: someone yeah. else. So, yeah. old, old Delta Blues and <laughs> you can't get mad yeah, you can't get mad at Greta for copying
3: <laughs> them when they copied, you know, who came before the, for, before they did.
1: Yeah. And just to keep with the, the Metal Geek stuff, you know, Metallica, how long do you think they can keep up that intensity? Hmm you know, that the, that they're known for?
3: Well, I think with them, you know, they've had longevity because they've experimented, right? So right. I think that's probably the, the key to what they do, you know? So, you know, the next album, you know, I'm not saying, you know, they would do another album with like a Lou Reed or something, but, you know, maybe they go back to the Black Album sound or the, the Load or Reload era, or maybe they try something else different, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that's what's kept them going and yeah you know, I mean I I I don't see them stopping anytime soon yeah. you know as long as as long as they keep true to the to the hardcore fans you know which they have with the last couple albums and kept it really thrashy um yeah, you know, I could see them going definitely another ten years. Yeah, I mean they the album cycles are like two or three years long. Anyway, anyway, so yeah. that's only another like three <laughs> albums or so. So yeah. Yeah. you know, I, but yeah, I you know I don't see them slowing down. They seem to like tour and they can do it at their convenience. They do two show, they do two weeks of shows and they go home for two weeks and see their families and they go back out. Yeah. You know, when you when you're able to make that much money on tour, you can tour in a much more casual manner you don't have to work every night for 60 days straight yeah exactly
1: exactly well um from you know my research is correct over the years you you like a lot of the extreme stuff the death stuff and if you were to tell one person that wasn't really into that kind of stuff one album to check out what would it be
3: yeah, it's funny, man. You know, they say you get more mellow when you get older, but I'm like, I search out more extreme bands. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the Gateway Band was marth Okay. So that's probably where I would direct them, you know, pick up Twilight of the Thunder God, because that's the album that crossed me over into death metal, because you had, you know, first of all, you had these great songs that told these, you know, Viking stories and. But you had the death metal growl, but yet you also had melody. Mm-hmm. You know, very like Iron Maiden esque type of melodies. I was like, Wow, this is such a cool, you know, mishmash of of a lot of different things. But um yeah, I would definitely start there. Mm-hmm. And then and then once you're you know, for people who are not used to the death growl, like once you can kinda deal with what <laughs> Johan does, man, which is spectacular, then you can then you could branch off and then you could try like gate creeper bloodbath or you know a million other great uh, death metal bands uh, obviously six feet under um bands like that i love
1: well uh you know as far as you know records this year what have been your tops
3: that you're listening to Um, new stuff yeah new stuff um well i know you know the new crowbutt album is coming out soon yeah um oh boy uh it's they all kind of jammed together but uh, I could look at my Spotify real quick yeah I, I, so I try you want to you keep wanna a, shoot you want to shoot me a couple that you like yeah I look? I mean, I, I've been
1: uh I've been really in a rock thing this year is more of a metal thing yeah really love the rival sons yes um, Damon Johnsons solo album mm-hmm uh is fucking great to me. Oh, yeah.
3: this has been high risk, man. Really, that, yeah. new wave, of young kids, new wave, but it sounds just like the new wave of British heavy metal. Really? Yeah, it's. I have not heard that. Stuff. I will. I will dial that up in the columns. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like almost like like very early Maiden. Yeah. Um, like it could have been on that new wave of British heavy metal album back then. Um, the new clutch is really good. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just going through my thing. i got I got a lot of death metal in here, man. Um, <laughs> my buddy Dizzy Reed I, from Guns N' Roses has a new album out, which is mm-hmm. really good, man. Rock and roll ain't easy. Um, I mentioned the Gate Creeper, man. I love those guys. Inglorious is a great band yeah, out of England. Record, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. killer. So. That guy can sing. Man. He's legit. God. Yeah, yeah. So, And then I know you know King Diamond has an album coming out, I think, later this year. Uh, which I'm really excited. You mentioned the the rival sons, which is killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, you know, there's there's a lot out there, man. You know, you just got to go. You know, look. Oh, tomb mold. Yes, tomb mold. The tomb mold. That's my new death metal. Charm. I
1: like it. Like they're, they're, It's it's a great year for all this. It's it's a uh, good time for it.
3: Yeah, and the and even these. Even these death metal tours are packing clubs, man, which yeah. is cool, man. But it's whatever you're into, you know. Yeah. Like I like to go outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. and check out new stuff. You know, whenever I kind of think I I resist something, I go no, no, let me check this out. Yeah. You know, let me see if I'm missing something here.
1: Yeah, you never know what you're going to find. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the time, man. That's that's about it. Yeah, that was killer.
3: So. That was that's like doing that metal show. Yeah, yeah, just exactly. Sit down, and start talking. Start.
1: Or, uh, you know, I I could go, I could keep going, but I won't. But like. You know, like they haven't. Black Star Riders hasn't come out yet. but two no, songs I've heard are great. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah, I toured with those
3: guys too, man. Really, just it's the, the awesome. greatest, man. You know, hearing Thin Lizzy stories from Scott Gorham. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah,
1: amazing. We had Damon on twice, and he's like the nice fucking guy in the world.
3: Terrific. That's yeah, great. he was. He was still with him at the time. Yeah. So, but uh, no, I appreciate your time. Yeah, too, yeah, man. thanks. There
0: you go, Don Jameson. A huge thank you to Jeff Keller of the Artery Foundation, and of course. Huge thank you to Don Jameson for taking the time out of his evening to talk to Jason. Definitely. Definitely. It was a good time. Yeah. So like you mentioned, ahead of time, that's the first one that you did solo recently. I did the Vivid Cameron solo, so we're kind of branching we're, out here, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're we'll branching out. We're even. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We've done the one recently, the, the third Night Demon episode has you with Justin filling in for me. And yeah, definitely. JP and... So, hey, we're making it happen when we can, right? That's
1: right. I mean if if the opportunity's there and this guy can do it or this guy can't do it, well we gotta figure out a way to make it work if it's right, you yeah. know, if it's a good you know, what are we gonna say no to Vivian Campbell? I don't think
0: so. Fuck no, no one says Exactly. No to Vivian
1: exactly. exactly. That's the same with Don Jameson. We're not gonna
0: <laughs> not do it. I know. We actually, Met him at a Streets Gone Wild. It, that? I was super hammered. Yeah. and we He probably remembered that. He's like, oh, this is that hammered dude from yeah. Streets Gone Wild three years ago. We gave him a Thunder
1: Underground card, and I was like, here, check out our podcast. It's probably way better than your buddy Eddie Drunks.
0: Did you say that? Yeah. When you were drunk?
1: I was hammered, dude. <laughs> and he was like, all right. And the next day, I was like, man, I'm an asshole.
0: Well, I guess he didn't remember that until right now. If he's listening, I don't know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This, so this also another first, like this is the first uh, comedian we've had on as a guest, right? Yeah. So it's great. It works out. Technically. I mean, JP's a comedian <laughs> at the heart. Exactly. But you know what I mean? Like someone that is a full-time comedian and, you know, of course, from that metal show and of course from all his great comedy stuff, look him up, look up his website, buy his stuff, Don Jameson. I love it because he's got that. I remember he had that shirt where it was like Judas Priest and all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. So, and the cool thing was he was always the guy on that metal show of the three of them that was into like the really fucking heavy shit. Yes. I'm yes. sure. I don't know. I haven't even listened to this yet. I kind of asked him I know you that. talked we about okay. that a little bit. All right, cool. All right. Well, once again, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. If you're into all that stuff that that metal show kind of started on, which was like the you know, the Eddie Trunk kind of stuff before yeah. they kind of branched out in the heavier stuff. We've had on all the guys from LA Guns and Dawkins, Tesla, Warrant, Great White, Firehouse, Trickster, Lillian Axe, Bullet Boys, Slaughter. We've had on guys from Kiss, Gene Simmons, Bruce Kulick, Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard, like we mentioned, guys from Seven Dust, Candle Black Dolly Murder.
1: C.O.C., Ricky. Crowbar, yep. Megadeth.
0: Ricky Warwick from Black Star Writers. And Damon Johnson when he was not Black Star Writers.
1: And when he supported his solo record. That's right.
0: Which is another... This year, 2019, is going to be harder than you think. To, it definitely is. To make up a best of 2019 list. Because you remember Damon Johnson's album came out this year. Yeah. At the beginning of this year. So you got to remember that. Well, and I just listened and That's to, definitely a top album.
1: I just listened to the new big Rec record, and that's fucking, holy fucking dicks. I told you that last that record time. is insane. It's yeah. so good. Um, just the then, you know, I, the new Sacred Reich I listened to today. It was fucking awesome. I mean, it, it's going to be for me. I already know it's going to be more rock leaning this year than metal. Yeah, but the metal is still there. It's just kind of how things went with my tastes this year, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I've really,
0: finally listened to Tom Kiefer a couple of times. That's a great That's record, fantastic. Man. But you got to think, Metal, we've still got Life of Agony coming mm-hmm. here in a few weeks, two or three weeks. Yep. We've got Silver Tomb coming. Yeah. Which, there's a couple of tracks out already. And by the way, Kenny Hickey was on Joss' podcast, and it was fucking excellent. It was pretty damn good. If you're a typo Negative fan, like literally, there's over an hour worth of talk just about typo Negative. It's great. And Peter Steele. So you got to check that out. But yeah, all that stuff, all our previous episodes, soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash iTunes, Google Music, all the places you can find podcasts except for Spotify because they're dicks. <laughs> also check us out on YouTube. We've got some of our podcasts up on there as well as a lot of video reviews. We now have a video review for the brand new album from Still Panther called Heavy Metal Rules which is coming out tomorrow. The, the video will be up today. And if you're listening to this, the day this there you go. podcast drops. So check that out. It's a cool album if you like Still Panther. And then, yeah, that's about it. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Get on our website, com. You can find everything there. And until next time.
2: Thunder Underground, y'all.